you and your friend uh, were loving your vis- visit to Washington State. Your friend st- uh, stopped and pulled at your arm. You see the reason why. Jethro's House of Weird Fishies is the first thing you see. The House of Fishies was cu- was a large house with fishes paint on it that looked a bit shabby and muted, but in a colorful, weird way. Welcome to Jethro's House of Weird Fishies. Today's special is a buy one, get one free ticket to see the weirdest fish in the Pacific Northwest, said a bored teen in a purple polo and a green, and green pants as soon as you, as soon as your friend met, uh, met eyes with them. Your friend, who is all about fishes and weird places, squeaked a bit and got a ticket for the two of you and pulled you along. The inside looked as shabby as the outside, except it smelt more like fish. The inside, there was a board teen as well. He wore a green hat that said tour guide. <sighs> okay, I'll take you on a tour. Don't tap on the tanks. Okay. Uh, so, um, welcome to Creepy Critters, a cryptid podcast that still doesn't have a good intro. Uh, my name is Jesse, and with me today is Christina. Hi. Yeah, you do a yeah you do a podcast as well. If you'd like to do, if you'd like to say say what it is, to shamelessly plug yeah. it. Uh, hi, I'm Christina. Me and my friend Chelsea do a podcast called Cults, Cryptids, and Conspiracies, where we talk about pretty much everything weird that we can. Yeah, and I weird and or interesting. Yeah, I've, I've been I've been listening to it for a bit now, and I like it quite a bit. So, oh, thanks. Yeah, welcome. Um, you you met my my little cryptid earlier today, the one the cat with four thumbs. Precious fluffy cat baby. Oh, he's so precious and fluffy, but then he's like real bitey as well. It's 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 great. It's the uh, the duality of cats. Yeah, if you couldn't tell, um, we're talking about fishes. And multiple, multiple fish. There will not be much murder in this episode, which will be the first in a while now. Is there usually a lot of murder with cryptids? A decent amount. I know, I know a decent amount of cryptids. Duke, I I asked that naively, as if there weren't well, a bunch of man killing cryptids. All I know is that I'm really looking forward to the cryptid that has a hand on its tail, and its its thing is it hides and like kidnaps children and eats their fingernails and toenails and their hearts that's a big (laughs) jump like this was this began as like a whimsical fairy tale villain who eats your fingernails and then jumped to it rips the heart out of children i figured something out which i didn't know because like because the last episode um we talked about kelpies yes and because that was the horse out of the spider horse equation and uh, I got you. Apparently, yes, yes. what it does is like I re- I knew that it was sticky, and I knew that mm-hmm. it would like try to seduce people and get on its back. I, which I don't know how a horse does that. It just is a real pretty horse. It's the prettiest horse. I do not know how you could think it's pretty. Apparently, it has like the prettiest, <laughs> stickiest horse. But, like, like, I don't know what it does. Is it like look over its shoulder and gives like some come hither eyes or like you know there's a whole? Th- well, can it also stretches? Can't Kelpies like. It is the stretch limo of horses, of supernatural horses. But apparently what it does is I thought it just drowned people. But no, what mm-hmm. it does is it drowns, bucks them off, then eats everything but their heart and liver. 
Which means, which oh, means right. it specifically said in everything I looked that it eats everything but the hearts and liver, which means it's chowing down on bones, but does not get the best part of the giblets. The hearts and liver. <laughs> well, I mean, the liver's got a potentially a healthy amount of vitamin A in there. I don't know about the heart. I don't know what kind of diet requirements a Kelpie has. Well, apparently it's not heart and livers. And like, how could like eating, like, okay, I get it. Bone marrow. Pretty good. Bone marrow? It's good stuff. Pretty good. But like, why would you eat a whole skeleton and leave the heart? Like, I mean, at that point, you just seem to be wasteful. Maybe you like the crunchy bits. Mm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the heart and liver are just too squishy. All I know is that I really don't like horses and I definitely don't like horses <laughs> that stretch. So, I hate horses. And one of these days, we're going to talk about a corpse horse. That's Corpse horse! And there's also a ghost camel. But, you know, someone decided fishes. So, you know. Well, somebody was not informed that the other option was ghost horse. So, we're talking about fishes today, Jesse. These are all interesting fishes, though. All right. Well, we'll hit... Hit me with these fishes. Let's not fi- not literally, figuratively hit me with these fishes. I don't know. Maybe I should hit you with uh, some actual fishes first. My friend has been hit with a fish, and it was not a pleasant experience for her. So I'm gonna. They're all muscle. Like that's the except for the bony bits. I don't know if you ever have this. I mean, I don't know if you ever do this, but like, do you ever look at animals and be like, hmm, I bet they're softer than what they look like, or whatever. Like when I see a bird, I'm just like, I want to squeeze you, but like not in like a bad way, but just like, <laughs> just like I want to test how soft you are. Yes. How how squishy is this animal? And also, birds birds are like perfectly shaped for like a human hand. They just they are. They're very like depending on the size of bird, very holdable. They're very, but also. Very breakable. Yes, but at the same time, like, I want to know how break. See, that's the thing. I don't, like, I don't. Do not test the tensile strength of birds. That's not a good hobby. It's not a good hobby, but, like, I don't know. It's in the back of my head. I mean, it's, it's like the same thing. Like, I mean, it's that and. It's that and, like, me thinking about how much, how long I could feed myself if I cut off my own leg. It's those weird thoughts that you get, like, wonder what would happen if I did this? Yeah. I mean, I think I could feed myself for quite a few times, because I have some beefy legs. I did a lot of biking and stuff, so. I mean, so. I believe yeah, you. Yeah, I mean. Well, mm, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, where are you cutting it? The, the, the thigh or the knee? Thigh. Oh, yeah, you could get a, you could get a couple of, like, at least a week of meals off of that leg, I feel. Yeah. And, and, like, watching Hannibal didn't help me any- Because this was something I thought about before Hannibal, and then I'm just like- You said that, and that one scene where he, like, c- like cuts that dude's leg on the table saw and, like, and froasts it just went through my mind in, in super fast forward. <sighs> Hannibal is such a great show. Cancel before it's time. Yeah. Well, actually, honestly, it was probably canceled about the right time. <laughs> but, you know. I don't know. I think it was getting just the right amount of surreal. Excellent Wendigo Im- imagery. Well, well, okay, no. It was the right the right amount of surreal, but also they were running out of good Hannibal stuff. Well, they'd gotten into Red Dragon. I like Red Dragon. Yeah, but they were running out of good Hannibal stuff. <laughs> they hadn't even gone to Silence of the Lambs yet, though. They were kind of setting that up, but at the same time, you can't just go straight to Silence of the Lamb. You can't, no, you do gotta build up You have up to build to up, it. and, like, you have to have a- You gotta build up but, to you it. you know, it's whatever. I don't disagree with you on that point. Oh, it looks like my cat got me good. I didn't even realize this. Oh, look. Oh. 
Oh, dang. Okay. It's oh, all good. Hmm. Until you start transforming. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't mind turning into a cat. Okay, so uh, <laughs> speaking of cats and things that they might eat. Uh, you know what cats eat? Fish. Yeah, no, well, not mine. He eats mostly chicken-based organic food that costs like 40 bucks a bag. But well, you know what some cats eat? <laughs> fish. fish. Yes. Well, we're going to talk about the whiff and poof, or the gilly gala loo. Okay, neither of those names. I started to try and say the first one, then you said the second one. What? Yes, and uh, do you want to know its Latin name? It's got a Latin name? Of course. I mean, this is, these are all true fishes. Oh, of course. Yeah. What is hit me with its scientific name? What is its species and genus? Uh, Pisosor- uh absurdus timsin- timsinus. Okay, so Pisobsurdus is ridiculous fish. Yes, and then Timesenis, something like that. I don't know Latin. Neither do I. So, ridiculous fish is definitely in there, but it's a ridiculous fish. But it's a large fish, uh, notorious for its delicious, juicy flesh. Of course, yeah. they are only found in perfectly circle circular lakes. Hence, they are very elusive. And if you see one. It is said that you should immediately try to capture one, but catching one is tricky, but very doable. So we're talking about a just a damn delicious fish right here. It's just super tasty fish. Is there a specific method you gotta use in this? Oh. So you've you're in the woods. You found a circular lake, and you see it. And there's a you see a big old delicious looking fish. I don't know if it, we can relate to this actually. <laughs> okay, I used to live on a farm. <laughs> Okay. And there'd be certain cows that I'm just going to be like, I'm going to eat you. <laughs> you look forward to the day. I look forward to I mean, I also had a pet cow, though, that I loved to death. And, like, it right. was, turns out you don't you don't make one of your pets, like, a little angle, a- a- Angus cattle. Yeah. That's the... That's the uh, the harsh reality of farm living is that everything is pretty much there to be consumed in some way. But, like, I mean, certain things just look, like, look really tasty. Do you know about why tortoises are extinct? Giant tortoises. It's because apparently they're real tasty or... Because apparently they're delicious. Apparently. Yeah, I like... Like, for, for years, the only thing people bothered to write down about giant tortoises is that they're just so dang good to eat. Yeah, and, you know, but some things look delicious, and this fish is one of them. Like, you look at, you look at this fish, and th- you think two things. Damn, look at that fish, and mm-mm, mm-hmm. it's gonna be in my belly. It's the only two things. <laughs> Ooh, I see the sushi coming. Well, I mean, it's delicious, so, I mean, why not? Okay, but how how does one go about catching it? Do we know? Okay. Is that written down yeah, in the it, records? It is, actually. You row exactly to the center of the lake. You have to be exactly okay. in the center. Bring your measuring yes. tape. And you have to bore a square hole in the water. How? You do, because you want this fish. <laughs> Through what method does one make a hole in the water? They, you, you just do? Like, I mean, do you not know how Through to make a hole in water? Through sheer force of will. You- Through sheer force of will. Exactly. Here you uh, become a psychic and you're just like, mm-hmm. like hole. Yep. Okay. And then you bait that hole with cheese. Okay. I'm, I'm down. But the best type of cheese to attract the whiff and poof 
is Stilton Brie Lindercrats or Lin- uh, Limburger. Are all of those the ones that are kind of like a soft they're, with the rind? They're soft, riny, and they also have a bit. They mm-hmm. also are, have a little bit of stank to them. But that gen- got a little bit of a stank. A little bit of a yeah. stank. And then, mm-hmm. then normally the whiff and poof will be like, mm, "You sprung for that good shit," so I'm gonna get get at that now. And then it'll jump to the surface to feast. But when it emerges, okay. when it emerges, you have to spit some tobacco juice in its eye. Only tobacco juice. This is a complex plan here. You like you have to bring a picnic basket of tobacco and cheese and fish fixings with you on this trip. Exactly. And then it'll be super angry. That it won't go into the lake because it's just like, I'm going to beat you. Like, this fish forgets it's a fish and wants to fight you. Like, in the ring, just like, man on man. I'm going to... I can sympathize. <laughs> if somebody spat tobacco juice in my face. Yeah. And then you could just net it in afterwards. Okay. But, but you- and then it realizes it's a fish again and can't breathe yeah. in an oxygen atmosphere. Yeah, and then it just kind of drowns but in the air. Yes, yeah, yep. fishing is actually super horrible, but also fish deserve it because fish are awful. <laughs> All right, so so far we've learned that you hate horses and fish. For the most part, yeah. Fair I enough. I also dislike most birds, but I'm fascinated by them at the same time. Well, I mean, like, I feel like that was indicative of your, your subconscious urge to squish every bird no, no, you not see. not squish. Just test how soft they are. Just give a light squeeze. Just a light squeeze. A light, little, little tiny bird squeeze. Yeah, just a, t- um, just a tiny one. Okay. So, all right, so the, so the whiff and poof, you spit tobacco juice in its eye, it gets mad and comes out to fight you. Presumably then you just pop it into your boat, and then it's like, oh wait, I can't I'm, breathe, and suffocates. I'm gonna die. Oh no. Yep. Oh I'm no, dead. here I go. This breathe wasn't worth it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on the brie, though. I mean, you can make some pretty That's good true. brie dishes. I mean, uh, American brie is never this good as the the good European stuff. But I mean, it's still like pretty good, though. <laughs> it's not bad. Uh, no, I'm not going to turn down some brie if it's put in front of exactly. me. Exactly. I mean, I might turn down some Lindberger, but mostly because mostly because of the smell. Mostly because of the smell, and I'm uh, like, and also I don't like the texture that much. I'm not a good mouthfeel. It's not a good mouthfeel. I need a good mouthfeel. No. But you know what apparently is a great mouthfeel? <laughs> this fish. Oh, yes, like So they say. So, so because this fish is basically it's all it's only thing about it is it's hard to catch and it's real tasty. Mm-hmm. What does it taste like? And how would you prepare one? Like how would you prepare one? Hmm. I feel like okay, well, like I said earlier, sushi is my jam. I definitely have to try that at least a little bit. Well, you so don't need much. This is perfectly, you don't need much for sushi. You don't need much. No, but you want to get it fresh. So this perfectly circular lake better be close to some sort of sushi chef. My, I'd actually would bring the sushi chef with me. I think on this fishing extravaganza. Okay. Um, and then I would have them prepare me a little bit. Otherwise, I think I would uh, deep fry batter batter this fish that would be my secondary cooking method see like i was gonna probably do like a uh like a little bit of pilaf pilaf and stuff but like Mm -hmm. i mean i'd be willing to wait a little bit i'll just have like an ice like like put it on some ice Uh, i get some pilaf with like 
with like a bit of garlic and like really buttery. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Ooh yeah, yeah, no, you want that? Yeah. That could. And then I do probably some scalloped potatoes as well. It's nice real starchy meal. I understand, but you know, <laughs> I love my starches. You could cut yourself a little fillet. Yeah. Put it on a cedar plank. Bake it. Oh, yeah, of course it would be baked. But I'd also mm-hmm, have a bit mm-hmm. of like I do like a light, like a light, um, a little bit of like a, a little bit of a crust on it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. And then obviously you pair it with some brie. Yes, you you pair it with some brie. After the- yes, you already have the cheese ready. Or wait, okay, even better. You have this fish. You know where the fish is at. Yes. No one else. It can't escape it, you. It's in a lake. It's in a lake. It can't escape you. You feed this fish to make it like just the like make it like the veal of of the lake. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just feed it a certain thing, like you know, if you can, like massage it a little bit while it's eating. You know, I mean, if if we're going with the Hannibal reference, still just give it acorns and oysters and yeah. wait for it to get huge and delicious. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe I don't know what a fish pate would taste like, but I would taste it. Yeah. I'd be, apparently it's delicious. I'd be willing to give it a go. I would be willing to give it a go also. But, uh, let's talk, go on to the next one. This one is decidedly okay. not known for being tasty. But, Disappointing. But we'll, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what you think about it. Cause I have, I have lots to say about this, this fish pairing. All right. So it's the bat base, a bat, bat bass, sorry, bat bass in the ball fish. Can you say that one more the time? Bat, uh, bass and the ball fish. The bat bass and the ball fish. Yes. So, um, these are two fish. Okay. That are from the Puget Sound, which is a like an area in the uh, Washington State. It's in the yeah Pacific Northwest. So wait, wait, it's the bat bass and the ball yes. fish. Yeah, they're two separate. Okay, I thought you said in the ball oh, fish, in the and ball. I was like, "What?" Well, it could be very confused because, because I have I have some I have some ideas about the, this fish pair. Okay, okay. So the bat bash bass is a long fish shaped like a baseball bat. I see where this is going. And what it does is it hides with its wet tail wedged between two stones and laying on the bottom of the lake. The ball fish is basically just a little round fish, not much larger than a baseball. It seems like these two play some form of submarine baseball game, with the object of the ball fish to swim by the bat fish without getting hit. Okay, so uh, here's my idea. Okay. That ball fish is not playing at all. No, I was about to say, this doesn't sound like a fun time game. This sounds like an abusive fish relationship. So, so here, here's my two, here's my two, my two things I think about them. Uh-huh. And you, you can tell me. I'm thinking this is either like a real weird, like BDSM uh, situation. Possibly. And by weird, yes. I mean like, it's underwater and that's why it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's got that additional element of them being fish. Yes. Or that bass bait, boss, bat, that bat, boss, bass, boss. The bat, bat, bat bass, I, the bat fish. I can't say it I now. The bat bass. The thing is, the the bat throws off the bass part for me. Yeah. No, it does. Because it sounds like I'm about to say it wrong. But whatever. Uh, but I feel like 
It's just uh, the batfish. It's just a real bully. <laughs> I feel like this is this is some sort of like fish hustle here. It's like give me your money, punk, and then it hits it with its body, and then I don't know what sort of change that uh, ballfish deal in. Maybe seashells of some kind. I don't know what's in the Puget Sound, but <laughs> it does sound like this is some sort of either either like a protection racket thing going on. Or maybe it's a consensual fish beating situation. That's a euphemism for you. I mean, I guess. I mean, yeah. Like, I just can't think. Is, is it? Are they always paired off like Bert and Ernie or something? I do not know. And how? And also, another thing I ask a lot: like, how do you get more? Like, like if you have two bat fishes, then like, do they just beat the crap out of the ball fish on accident? <laughs> and here's a question how did the fish gain the concept of baseball where did that come from i mean i mean we're playing okay so first off we're playing in the space but i'm gonna you know step outside for we're, a moment we're ex- we're exploring we're exiting the space we're exiting the space for a bro the, uh so far the whiff and poof and the 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 bat fish and the ball fish are both fearsome creatures nice. so that's probably why but we're, That's probably but we're stepping why. back into the space. Returning from, from our meta freaking lumberjack knowledge. Yes. Uh, uh, actually, what happened is they watched a bunch of kids like play stickball. Well, okay. Yes. Because children often play stickball on the lake, uh, shores, of, shores of large bodies of water. Yes, obviously. And mm-hmm. um, they have short lifespans, so they evolve quickly. I mean... There's probably a lot of brain damage happening there, one way or the other. Or, or maybe, maybe. I don't know. I can't, like, I can't even, I can't even make, like, a, like, a bullshit for explanation. Maybe, maybe getting smacked is somehow part of the life cycle of the ballfish. Oh, wait, wait. The ballfish can only get its, like, reproductive stuff out by yeah. force. It's gotta, it's gotta, like, vomit them out or something. It's like, I gotta lay some eggs, but... I gotta first be smacked yeah, because I, somehow. Because everyone knows how fish reproduce, and it's real yes, gross. Yes, they vomit eggs. They vomit eggs, that's... and then the dude's just like, oop, I'm done, and then go off. <laughs> yep, that's biology 101, definitely. <laughs> and I remember them trying to say this in a, a Magic School Bus episode without saying, hey, the fish dude's just jerk off on a bunch of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I remember them trying to do that. Trying to teach that to children. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's important to know, because like, you know. I mean, they always just say, like, and then they spawn, as if that's that's going to no, somehow they, make it better. No, no, like, it, like it, what it is, it's like, we vomit eggs, and then a bunch of dudes jerk off on them, and then they go. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not vomiting in most cases, I mean, but it, maybe it is in the life cycle of the ballfish. Maybe. Maybe the ballfish only has, like, one way out. It might. It might only have, like, one, one orifice. Like, um, it's like a sea cucumber or something. Yeah, and it has to be beat. One but way then, in, one way but out. Then, but what does the the batfish do? Well, uh, maybe the batfish just finds it fun. Okay, okay. This is a symbiotic relationship. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say this. Yeah. It's a symbiotic relationship. It is. Yes. Like they they definitely both. This is both definitely consensual, and yeah. not just a weird like game <laughs> that they play. <laughs> I mean, the weird game that they play is technically also consensual activity one hopes but no we're gonna say 
that it's not some sort of fish shakedown. It's not some sort of abusive fish relationship. This is a symbiotic relationship between these two rapidly evolving baseball fish. It's only a matter of time before the uh, the mitt fish gets in there and starts interfering with their relationship. And then the whole life cycle just goes to hell. I, I, think, I think it's that, honestly. I do think it's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so next... We're taking we're taking a, a break from weird shaped fish into a okay. hairy fish. I know you talked about this on your podcast, but it's something I've looked into a little bit more. I love the hairy fish. Yes, yeah, so it's the fur bearing trout or yep. the furry trout. And it's and apparently it says it's a fictional creature, but I mean obviously it's not because because we're we're in this space where all this is real. We're here. We're, yeah, we're we're looking upon one right now. There it yeah, is. There it is. It's I mean Look we need to walk into an aquarium and then there's just a fish mm-hmm. with a with a fur coat on. It's got a great coat. It does. It's, uh I think it's fed well because its coat is shiny yeah. and uh and luscious. Yeah. And you can tell even though it's in water and it's this kind of float, you can tell. It's like a L'Oreal commercial. Yeah, exactly. Or like an herbal essence. Yeah. Or like an herbal essence. Or like um, that one scene from Zoolander where he's a mermaid. It's like that. Exactly. Um, yeah. So according to real life and not tells. <laughs> this According to historical documents <laughs> and biological data. Exactly. Uh, the trout uh, has a thick fur coat to maintain its body heat. Uh, tales of the furry fish date back to the 17th century and, uh, and later in the later shaggy trout of Iceland to a uh, publication in, ni- in 1900 um, and it's like a log shinglunger because Icelandic is just a language built on a dare um <laughs> It's a language purposely designed to make it impossible to speak. Yeah, and it was uh, like a publication. Well, they didn't say what publication, but, you know, it was a publication. And it's basically like like the furry shaggy trout and the log should lose. <laughs> uh, uh, which is another like hairy trout was common <laughs> folklore, apparently. And the first earliest... American publication, what that told about it was uh, 1929 Montana Wildlife Magazine by J.H. Hickens. So, um, well, first we're going to do the Icelandic legend. Okay. And then we're going to do the American one, which I feel is actually more humorous and better. But may- maybe it's ethocentrism. But. <laughs> Uh, but according to Icelandic language, I mean, legend, uh, the furry trout was a creation of demons and giants. Uh, it was an inedible fish that overwhelmed rivers and form and was a form of punishment for human wickedness. (laughs) It's a fish hairball here to punish you for your wickedness from demons. Demons have created this fluffy fish. And they've sent it to you to clog up your streams and rivers. Yes, yeah. They, as a punishment for your wickedness. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna clog up the nature drain. Yep. Yeah. And they you're gonna have to get a you're gonna have to get the local Icelandic plumber in there with his route his uh, snake. Got to snake the the river. Yep. And like, gotta get that crap you out. Gotta, of there. You gotta get it out. But uh, 
And then he pulls out the Harry Trout and he's like, see, this is what happens when you sin. Exactly. It's because it's also yep. it also happens to be the local priest. <laughs> it's the same guy. He's double dipping in both plumbing and prayer. Well, you know what? If P- if the if the churchgoers actually paid their tithes, the the <laughs> priest wouldn't have to also- then the <laughs> If they paid their tithes and if they would just stop sinning, then we'd be able to only pray and the river wouldn't be clogged up with hairy trout 24-7. And the giants wouldn't be raising these things in fish farms. Well, okay, so, and demons. Demons also raise them. And demons. The giants and demons. (laughs) Well, so, in the U.S., it states that hairy trout's a result of two, two bottles or four jugs of spilt hair tonic in an area in the water very very different story yeah. and to catch a hairy trout the fishermen would act, act as barbers and lure the fish out from the water and offer them a free trim or shave which i know that's how you were me out of my local river yeah, exactly uh, free haircut i'm that's, there that's what i did Here that's I what i did i was just like hey hey christina what, what, what a haircut you're just like yeah sure i have to and next thing i know i'm on this podcast <laughs> what's happening and so apparently in Maine, they claimed that the hairy trout were under a catch and release policy that was enforced by wardens. The game wardens, yeah. the local hairy trout game yeah. wardens. And uh, if a fish were caught, the warden would rele- measure it against the fish's foot. And if the fish fish's length matched the fisher fisherman's uh, foot size, the fish would be eaten and the outward- outards would be made into fuzzy slippers. I have two questions. Okay. The first question is, if you have very small feet and the fish is bigger, do you still get to keep it? I think you get to make boots. Okay. I can be down for some woolly boots, like uh, like early 20th century Uggs. See, um, I... Because I, I do a Marvel podcast, the, the Alphabet yes. Flight. And one of the things that was very prevalent in the 70s through 80s late 80s so that was pirate boots the best pirate pirate boots the, very popular the best pirate boots i saw was kazar's pirate boots because he has furry tall tarzan boots but they're also pirate boots so they're, they're kind of ragged and furry <laughs> they're fluffy pirate boots and now you can imagine them made from the height of a trout and also another thing barely covered anything else like honestly like the way they draw him like if you were like if you were behind him on a windy day you're getting something you're getting a show you're you're seeing some stuff but never his ankles but never his ankles because he has he's modest like that he's, he's very modest i mean you'll get to see his uh you get to see literally you get everything, to see everything because i doubt he has i don't think furry underwear is something he wants to mm. wear probably not i mean if you he, listen, his feet are covered. That's the most important part. I mean, his like his 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 girlfriend Shanna the She Devil. I mean, she has right. she has like a Wilma like Flintstones. Yeah, stuff. she's got like a little little hide like, off the shoulder dress thing going on. Yeah, and I would say like it's kind of yeah. like a. I mean, the way it's drawn is basically like a maxi dress, but like. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, I mean, you know, it's not like there's no Yves Saint Laurent in the the Savage Lands or wherever. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think I think uh, but I think those are the best. So I feel like you can make some pretty good pirate boots. If like, let's say you're a kid, I bet the game warden wouldn't mm-hmm. be like, 
and you have to throw it back in. Yeah. Like, you just get a... No, it's like, this is my toddler who I've caught this fish for, and I'm going to make him fancy pirate boots. Yeah. Yeah. Second question. Okay. How strong was the hair tonic that two bottles of it in this source of water spawned an entire species of fish? How concentrated was that hair tonic? I'm going to say it was like 100% unadulterated hair. Pure, uncut, just straight up liquid hair. Yeah, liquid hair. You know, that stuff, just the like, thing we yeah. have right now. The thing that we have that people use co- every day in their hair. daily lives. Yep. You have to water your liquid hair down, obviously, or else you get just some really bad side effects. Yeah, you become like a wolf man, which is where the yeah. wolf man come from. He had too much liquid hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually where all Wolfman uh, mythos comes from. It's just somebody just forgot to dilute their liquid hair. Yeah, they're just like, I want my beard to be a little bit more full. And then they're just like, oh no, yeah. liquid hair. I want to get some sweet mutton chops. Next thing you know, your entire body's covered Damn, in hair. It's, it's unfortunate, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's a really sad reality that we live in. It is. It is. But, yeah. But you know, you know what else we have going for us besides this uh, hairy fish? What do we, we have, have the opium pipe opium pipe fish. The opium pipe does it look like an opium pipe? Well, I could send you I need to send you pictures of all these fishes. <laughs> you should. I well I mean well clearly we're here in this aquarium looking at them well, right we now. Are. I mean, obviously. The two people were yes. brought into the aquarium, and that was obviously yep. me and you. There was a buy one, get one free <laughs> ticket deal, which seems like a really good deal for an aquarium. Exactly. Um, and it's in a weird house as well, so, you know, even better. It's like, this is, this is a really strange setup for this giant aquarium yeah, but it was, of weird fish. But it was a weird fish and weird place, you know. It's all yeah, good. it's the setting fit. Yeah, so, um, let me, actually, let me send you a picture of the, the bat and, uh, I feel like I can imagine what the bat and ball fish look but like. But the, the drawing is actually very cute. Okay. I'll accept that. That is pretty great. I like I like how the ballfish has evolved some sort of stitch-like pattern on itself. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, how else would it? Uh... How else would it, it mimic uh, the baseballs that frequent its natural habitat? Exactly. Because it... Yeah, it's got to blend in somehow. Okay. And then that's the opium pipefish. That is exactly what I expected. Yeah, it's it's a fish with opium yeah. pipe. That's literally exactly what I was imagining. Yeah, it's it's not. They did not man. They just didn't really do anything. They for the name. They named it like it. They looked at it and they're like, "That's what that. This looks like an opium pipe. That's how they named it." Yeah, calls it like it sees it. This is also from the uh, Puget Sound in Washington, it, specifically Smith Cove. Okay. Yeah. Where it said that, uh, where it said when a steamer from the Orient, because you know those Orientals. Mm, yeah. Yep. You can you can really tell when this was written. <laughs> you can tell when this was written. Yeah. Um, whenever they tied up at the uh, at the dock, school of these rare fishes could be seen splashing around as a, as if expecting something. I wonder what they. Could- they know it's. They know what's coming. They wait for the opium that's thrown overboard when custom officials get too close of the trail of would-be smugglers. Wow. (laughs) The opium. There's a lot in this this story about this fish. Yeah, you could feel all the old-timey early 19th century racism. Yep. 
I was about to say, like, dang. The the opium pipe fish live almost entirely off of opiates. How is it still alive? (laughs) And by we get there, we don't. But when her... We never get there. This is the end of the trail. Just keep going. When when hurried, they simply eat it. So, you know. They just eat just straight up. Yeah. Pure opium. I feel like people need to stop polluting the Puget Sound with their opium and their baseballs. Yeah, they probably do. I feel like like this is leading to a lot of uh, bizarre and vaguely racist fish genetic mutations going on. (laughs) Yeah, if otherwise, they hold it in their mouth until they find a nice sunny beach where they can smoke it at leisure. They beach themselves? They beach themselves where they can just smoke it at leisure and amidst pleasant dreams. How do they... Okay, that raises another question. These fish have learned how to create fire. Um, Yes. I mean, didn't you see they also have a magnifying glass fish? There's a magnifying (laughs) glass fish that also... (laughs) That one one has a Zippo lighter. Yes, and then there's also also the... uh, there's also like a lounge, like a chaise lounge fish, where they can a chaise lounge yeah. fish, yeah, where they they lean against it, yeah, where they lean against that it. That one's also a symbiotic relationship. Yes. <laughs> it turns out there's a whole like like opium house. There's a really complex ecosystem of drug based fish going on in the Puget Sound. Yeah, what you don't see is you don't see the crack pipe fish. I think the crack pipe fish want it that way. <laughs> you don't. I think the, the crack pipe fish don't want you to see them. Yeah, they, they hide in their caves, but... Yep. I don't know how they smoke all that crack without it disappearing, but they do. <laughs> I mean, it's only a matter of time, because these are, these are fish with a purpose. They've got an organized society, and they know how to harness fire. I feel like it's only a matter of time before they come for us. Exactly. Like, only a yeah. matter of time. They're gonna infiltrate our streams and rivers. What's really, what's really, what's really messed up is there's a crocodile fish now, and it just gets, mm-hmm. it gets, gets fucked up on some crocodile. Like, and, like, we don't know why, because, like, that's a fairly new development. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's, like, an axe cop type thing where, like, if you throw a drug at a fish, it just <laughs> becomes addicted to it. It just, it just becomes more powerful. <laughs> like, like, it's just like, hey, I'm gonna throw some E at this fish. And it's just, it's just the, feeling uh, itself. God. What is the, what's that, um, is it dark? No, it's not dark side. The, the one DC villain that just like, whatever kills it, it comes back and it's now immune to that thing. Oh, uh, Doomsday? Doomsday, that's it. These just, these fish are the Doomsday fish. Ex- it's like, we're just throwing drugs at them and they just evolve to like, you've only made me more powerful. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Well, I mean, I mean, honestly, I don't think you made the opium pipe fish more powerful. I think you just made no, it more chill. No, I think chill. you made like you just made it more sleepy. It's just the chillest fish. It just kind of want to sit down and like think about life and like. Have you ever really noticed fins before? But like, but really, really, what this what this shows me is that the opium academic has always been around. <laughs> like, it's just. It, I think the fish cost it though. Oh, man. Yeah, it's these it's these fish that are selling selling morphine to like kids and stuff. Yep. It's these fish. It's just really it's just like these fish are are they're preying on our vulnerable children yep, in their public schools. Yeah. 
I mean, they have to. They, they, there's no. There's no opium smugglers anymore. How else are they going to get? They they they've chased them out of the market. These fish, these vaguely racist fish. So, um, yeah. So those are the fish we're talking about today. This is a weird journey. Yeah, we started with this delicious fish, and then we got to this uh, potentially sadomasochistic fish relationship, uh, and then we went to luscious flowing lock fish which make great mittens slash pirate shoes and now we're here at drug smuggling yeah or as i labeled them junky fish because junky fish you know. yes so like it's the inevitable end of all stories i feel like i feel like we covered a a great just a great swath of fishes yeah and there's going to be yeah. more fish episodes because apparently if you live close to the sea you just see weird shit all the time Listen, you guys just gotta stop chucking stuff in the Puget Sound. Apparently, they're all their fish just get addicted. You're just making, you're just making weird fish cryptids by throwing your trash in the Puget Sound. You're trashing drugs. You're trashing drugs. Someone, someone like accidentally dunked their baseball bat and their yep. ball in the ocean, and then and these their fish, ball. these fish now just hate each other. Yeah. It's sad the state that fish society has gotten to these days. Yeah, and you know. Although I do, I I think I would like some furry slippers, though. I think that would be nice. Yeah. I feel like they, well, I mean, like, they're not going to be furry on the inside, but they got to be at least soft, right? It's going to be smooth. I think they're going to be soft. It depends. It depends. A little bit silky. Mm, I don't know. That's a thing. Like, it, I guess it depends on how you treat the scale, because they'd be attached to scales. But the scales are on the outside. The scales are on the outside, yes, but, like, you'd have to... I don't know. Can you tan scales? I have never tried. I'm gonna. So I do I'm not know. Look if there's fish leather. <laughs> fish leather, fleather, if you will. Okay, so they definitely have snakeskin things, and snakes also have scales. So, like, I feel like theoretically it could work. I just don't know if the market is there. Okay, let me tell you something. What horrible thing have you found? There are is fish leather. So this oh, works. Dang. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Your fluffy, hairy fish leather pirate boots. You just gotta get big enough fairy or er, furry trout. Yep. Ooh, yeah. look. Ooh, ah, man, I'm finding there's something called Moonrise Jewelry that sells fish leather. That sells fish, fish leather? Yeah. This is a whole new avenue I didn't know existed. Yeah. Ooh, I'm finding I'm finding new things out. Okay, so apparently oh, apparently fish skin is a very I'm gonna read there's there's a uh there's a whole dictionary website called A fish of fish skin? No, no, of leather. Okay. Leather, yes. But uh fish skin is a rare type uh, type of leather. The surface is I feel like it's not rare because it's difficult to make. I feel like it's rare because no one wants to tan a fish. No, it's not that. It's the skin surfaces are often very small. That's true. Yeah, you're gonna have a patchwork thing and, going. I mean, on. if you get a cow, like you probably probably got like at least a shirt or two off of that. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot, there's there's a a lot, lot more. Cows. Like you yeah. know, just a normal pig, you can probably get quite a bit off of. But like a fish. Oh, friggin', um, what's that, the the ridiculous, ridiculous fish, the first one, the wee The whiff, whiff and something. poof? The whiff and poof. <gasps> Here you go. You, you use the whole part of the whiff and poof. Oh, even better. Yeah, you make a fish skin yeah. coat. 
Yeah, because you said it was huge. Yeah, it's it's a big fish. We're see we're looking at it right now in this strange fish aquarium. It's yeah, huge. It, it is very big. And it's very You tasty. could at least you could at least like you eat the you you eat the, the meat, the fish meat, you turn the fish skin into like a nice leather vest or something. Ooh, okay. Or like a hat. Okay, apparently the tensile strength of fish leather is about ninety newtons. Don't know how now is is that more or less than a bird? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the tensile strength of a bird, but I'll find out what it is. You'll never days. know. You'll <laughs> never know. It will haunt you forever. I imagine it's probably less, though. It's probably. It's. I. I don't know. Difficult to say. Oh wait! You can get sea wolf leather. What's a sea wolf? What is a sea wolf? A sea. Stop the presses right now! What is a sea wolf? Is it? Is it like a sea lion kind of thing? Because that's not no, a no, fish. No, it's a fish. It's a, a sea wolf is a it fish. Okay, look, like look up a sea wolf. Like just look. I'm gonna look, do look it. Look up a All sea right. wolf. It's it does not look like a wolf. I did not think it looked like a wolf. Well, you know what? Maybe you should have a childlike imagination, like I do. <laughs> okay, so I looked up sea wolf, and the first thing I do see is somebody's Photoshop of a wolf with a dolphin fin. So. Well, I can I can one hundred for all that I know. I can one hundred percent tell you that there's definitely an aquatic dog cryptid that I'm going to be talking about later in a dog episode. Excellent, excellent. I'm going to be doing a dog episode um, later. I found what the real sea wolf looks like, and I kind of wish I had. Yeah, it it just looks like a gross fish. It's kind of terrible. It's, it's a gross fish. It's. I don't like it. Yeah. No, not a fan. Put that back in the Puget Sound. Okay, okay, wait. Put that back. So apparently, <laughs> if you'd like a driftwood-like substance, you get a sturgeon. Okay. But sea wolf, I can see sea it. wolf. If you want to make a football out like a sea wolf skin, you can do it. So sort of rough. Yeah, it has kind of sort a rough, of like you know. Yeah, sturdy. Yeah. Um, stingrays and kite fin sharks are like real good for like just design stuff. I there's like this whole new world of sea leather based handicrafts like that is opening up before us here. I think I never like I thought I thought this was something that didn't exist. But of course and it did. And now you know it but does. Of course it does. Of course it does. Of course it does. It, of course. How did you doubt? I mean, I don't know. Like I see s- Now could we could we tan a ball fish and use its skin to cover a baseball? Would that be meta or no? Well, dis- well, considering that it was a fish that got touched by a baseball, I feel like not. Because I feel like it was destined to become a baseball. So we're just helping it achieve its dreams in this instance. I think so. Unless Maybe that is the true life cycle of the ballfish. Probably. Maybe. Like, the, the, the bat bass kills it via bludgeoning. And then a, a a local Washington craftsman finds it washed up on shore, turns into a baseball, and the life cycle is repeated when that baseball is then thrown once more into the sea. Oh, I just thought of something. What have you mermaids, thought of? Mermaids totally have, like, fish leather coats. They totally do! Cool mermaids have fish leather jackets. Well, wait, wait, are we talking- wait, which type of mermaids are we talking about? Are we talking about the ones that lure ships into being, like, crashed and then they just eat all the humans and play around with their corpses and belongings until they're bored? 
Well, I mean, isn't that most mermaids? I think they're most mermaids. I think Ariel was just like a vegetarian or something. Ariel just had like, yeah, she was a vegan mermaid. And also, she was vegan and also probably like a, probably had like a bestiality thing going on too. Because like, they definitely, I mean, they definitely saw humans as food. Well, bringing, breaking, bringing us back to Shape of Water here, this, the pre, the pre-podcast conversation. Does that count? Because that's kind of a reverse Little Mermaid situation here. Okay, so we're going to talk about Shape of Water for a little bit. I was going to shave. We're just going to take a brief pause to talk about Shape of Water. <laughs> so we understand that you're here for the fish cryptids, so, but so apparently now we know how uh, river gods, but dicks work because they they, yeah. they come out of like a shell and they you know they're they're yep. like a piston. So um, they fold out. Yeah, they fold out. Yeah. Yeah, which is one of the best scenes in that movie. Honestly, one of the best scenes in that movie. Like, for me. (laughs) Just the way way she's just, like, she showed how, like... Just mimes it, yeah. And, and, like, Octavia Spencer being, again, one of the best people. Just like, oh, you can't even trust them when you don't see anything down there. (laughs) I want the official, like, American Sign Language Dictionary to now have that sign as the sign for fish dick. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Like, that has got to be the hand signal for fish dick. Exactly. I mean, I don't know when you'd use it, but, you know. Apparently, when you're working in a government facility and there's this river god thing. Yeah. I mean, well, um, like, I forgot. Now I'm just thinking about that movie. (laughs) Wait, what? I was going to link it, though. We were talking about the Little Mermaid. Oh, okay. And uh, mermaid vegans and cool mermaids get leather jackets. Yes, okay. So, cool cool mermaids get leather jackets real cool mermaids with like lots of money get human leather jackets oh dang yeah and you know the cool mermaids from the bad side of the track hang out with the opium pipe fish exactly yeah it's sad to see the mermaid society go down this way (laughs) yeah like like puget sound like people from there stop please you're Please stop throwing so much garbage and drugs. At stop you. throwing garbage. Throw a social worker into the Puget Sound. See if that helps. See if that helps the fish community. Maybe they will evolve into be socially conscious people or fish fish people. Or or people fish. It'll turn into people a, fish, which is I guess is technically a mermaid. <laughs> yeah, you'll make mermaid social workers. They'll teach them about child psychology. And they'll get the opium pipe fish off the streets. It'll be great. Okay, so you know how we were talking about, like, you know, how fish things, like, you know, doink each other? Yes. Harold must have been really confused at first. (laughs) Because I imagine they spawn, like, fish, right? Because they don't... I don't... I I honestly do not know. See, okay. Because, like... Okay, 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 okay. So what about amphibious as an option? But that still means they need some bits. They do need bits. They need bits. And like, there are bits. I spent a lot of time looking for their bits. There's no bits out there. <laughs> unless unless they pop out. I spent a lot of time looking. <laughs> but like, the weird thing is, of me doing this podcast, I always get into what's its fuck style. Like, like discussion? describe the cryptid's genitalia, yes, please. Because well, like, there's a thing called a trepadero, which is basically okay. which is from California, and okay. it's basically a gun, a gun 
bird snake with telescopic legs. It's hard to it's hard to describe, but like it scans real oh, tall right. or it slithers, and it has like okay. a gun mouth and it shoots like uh like mud pellets. Imagine its mouth but a gun. Yes, well, that, for real. Like imagine a mouth but a gun. Like I'm not even like. That sounds like an American cryptid. That was the first time. To- no, actually, no. The first episode we got into what's his fuck style. Like, why do I always get here? How do we come to this point? I don't know. I mean, we're talking about the evolution of these things. That's eventually going to lead to how like, and why. Like, I mean, it's it's not like it's not like I'm doing this out of like personal interests, like you know, <laughs> for pleasure reasons or anything. It's just like <laughs> I eventually start thinking about them because we're playing in this space, you know. We're here in this space. We're, we're going to talk about fish banging, but we're not going to enjoy not, it. Listeners. No, I'm not enjoying it. Like I'm more like how does it? Okay, never mind. I'm gonna. We're just gonna go on, and you know what we're t- gonna talk about now? We're, what are we we're gonna, talk gonna make about now? these fish sexy? So, well, <laughs> we're doing. So we're doing again. If Guillermo del Toro has taught us anything, oh, you can. It's that it can be done. Oh, you can make a fish hella sexy. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, under, I, under, I understand. I understand there, mute girl. You get your you get Doug Jones in a little latex fish mm. suit and you're you're done. You're good. Yeah, get that tall gangly man in a fish suit. Come on. <laughs> so are we going through are we going through each individual one? Okay. So we've already done this multiple times, but whenever you have multiple ones, it's yes. hard to not just put them all together. So let's try to put them all together and let's avoid school like- anime. Or I feel like it's they're just like incompatible because like okay so we got we clearly got the the bat bass and the ball fish who have their own thing going on okay that's like a better Fifty Shades of Grey one yeah yeah like a less Twilight fanfic Fifty somebody write the Shape of Water spinoff fanfic crossover with Fifty Shades of Grey where one of them's a fish person well okay no no wait. Okay, so I, re- I remember, and don't judge me too much, but as a kid, I read I'm my mom's- I'm already mom, judging I, you, I but read go my ahead. Mother's, I read my mother's, like, erotic a vampire fiction, and one Amazing. of them was very BDSM-centric, and I feel like, like, the Batfish would be, like, like the uh, experienced, um- I mean, it's the one, it's the one doing the hitting, yeah. clearly. And then the ballfish yeah. would be like the young redheaded protagonist who, who used to be very innocent, but got sucked I'm into I'm sorry, support. only, only the hairy trout gets to be the young redhead in this situation. Oh, wait, wait. D- okay, you know what we could do? Because, uh, because I just love me some tropes of urban fantasy. Let's make this an urban okay. fantasy book. Okay. The, okay, so, or. Are they where? Where fish? No. How is this, no th- how am I making this this underwater scenario an urban fantasy? I don't know. It's set in a fish city. Okay, we're in Atlantis. We're, I prefer Lemuria, but that's only because I like the specific side. We're in an under. <laughs> we're in Cthulhu's underground. Real. Prison. We're in Real. Okay. Yes. There's there's little uh little crabs with like fish wing i mean with bat wings mm-hmm. just going around yep terrible sea abominations everywhere you look yeah there, there's some yeah there's some yog sogoth wings <laughs> just swimming around <laughs> and some unspeakable eldritch horrors yeah and you know what's real unspeakable how batfish can make more batfish real unspeakable 
But I feel but, I feel like there's gotta be it's gotta be like so, a symbiotic life life cycle thing going on. It's gotta be. I don't know, but I but like I also like it kind of being like a weird BDS, BDSM thing as well. Well, are they different species or is it the same species? Different species. It's just sexual dimorphism. Sexual dimorphism, probably. Wait, because if it's sexual dimorphism, then it could be like a clownfish thing. Where if there is no bad fish, one of the ball fish just takes up the mantle. Yes. Yes, yeah. that's it. And Like, the bad fish eventually gives itself such bad concussions that it dies. And one of the ball fish is like, I guess I gotta wedge myself in the rocks. And then it... And then slowly over time, it stretches out. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. That's it, exactly. That's how it happens. But then, now how does... Then does that... Now, okay, this brings up a new thing. <laughs> Okay, have you heard about how anglerfish reproduce? Yes, I have. What if... What if... Wait, wait, wait. I think we might okay. be going in the same direction here. Okay. I, I feel like we're, we're vibing I on this, like we are. this fish vibe. Because we're, now yeah. we're just in what's-his-fuck style zone again. <laughs> well, it's, it's... I'm feeling... Okay, no, we were doing urban fantasy. We're going back to that. Well, I mean, that gets... I mean, that, those almost are automatically erotic in some way uh, like pg-13 <laughs> pg-13 erotic or, like there's some touching going on or definitely or it's just like hey i'm a sexy vampire hunter with this <laughs> well i mean i don't think that we're gonna have sexy vampire hunters and like freaking yagathok or whatever it's called the real the real yeah uh the terrible terrible underwater land of cthulhu where he s sleeps dreaming yeah where he sleeps um, until someone runs a boat into him and he's like ow okay i'll stop it and then shut up and then the <laughs> entire world ends well i uh, know i mean like in the the uh, call of cthulhu um they defeat him by ramming like oh, a boat yes. into him and everything mm -hmm. but really yep, oh, it's just, he's it's just super like, defeated he's just like oh, stop it i didn't want to wake up for this i'm just gonna go back to sleep leave me alone five more minutes five more millennia i'm gonna like i want to make you feel like new ways to feel pleasure and pain but not in that way but like in a horrific way i want to make you experience like horrific emotions that are beyond your human capacity to understand but like i'm so tired like, oh, stop it. But there's, like, a lot of opium fish around here, and, like, they're really chill. <laughs> well, okay. And I just want to... Well, well, we know where the opium fish are at. Yes, we do know where the opium fish are they're at. The, they're the ones who have, like, little speakeasies and stuff. Mm -hmm. They're also in those back alleyways, or the ones with the uh, the fish leather trench coats. Yes, yes. Like, hey, kid. Hey, kid. Or... Hey, kid. Yeah. Hey kid, you want some? You want some? <laughs> want some opium? You want from my some mouth? fish? You want some fish opium? Come here and look. It's in my mouth. Yeah, I have eaten it. I've, I've, like, I mean, I haven't, I haven't washed myself on a beach yet, but you know, yeah. For listen, those, well, I mean, they're too far. They're out in the middle of the ocean. Well, we could. Mm, I don't know. See, the thing is, is like two of these are freshwater fish. I feel like okay. One, so there's, there's got to be like a fish economy going on here. <sighs> So there's the freshwater opium pipefish who are like the source, right? No, wait, no, like wait. They, they get the good stuff. I think they're saltwater fish. No, the the trout are the trout are freshwater. The trout are freshwater. The trout are doing their own thing in the many beautiful rivers across this great nation. Or we could just make this a story where that doesn't matter. 
because I feel because I feel like the know. the the the, uh, the trout would be the sexy redhead with the uh, with the okay. tight leather pants and the, the fish leather pants, with the fish yes. leather pants, who's like really good at fighting, but at the same time really bad at fighting against the sexy prota- well, antagonist that becomes uh, their like consort. But which one is this? Okay, no, there's another freshwater. F- We've already we've already gotten ourselves into a plot hole here because the one delicious fish is clearly <gasps> oh, the love interest. So, oh, I forgot about the f- clearly the love interest because it's so delicious, but it's trapped in a perfectly circular lake. Okay, yeah, I forgot about the whiff and poof. I was so we done we done we goofed. Done goofed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we might have to split them up then. Yeah. Okay. There. I mean, because like you can, I can definitely see. So like the the furry trout okay. is it's a it's a young naive country trout, or maybe it's like a city slicking. It's like a uh, a. It's green a, acres. A, it's basically y- green it's acres. Essentially, yeah. yeah. And it gets washed up into a tributary, perfectly circular lake. Well, no, no, it's not a tributary. Okay, water spout happens. It gets transferred. Water's- <laughs> water spout happens. Water spout happens. Framing device. There's a water spout. <laughs> All of the hairy trout get sucked up into the sky. They don't know what's going on. Disorientation. High winds. Weather's happening. Next thing they know, there's a giant, delicious-looking fish just staring at them, offering them some smelly lean burgers. Yes. Well, okay. And this is a really big, perfectly circle lake as well. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And it's real deep. Yeah. Because it has to be. Very deep. So, um, and this is kind of like a... I don't know. I, want, I even want the other fish to think that this fish is delicious, though. <laughs> Everyone, well, no, it's like it's like delicious, but like I like a sexy delicious. It's the exact like, way. Like, it's like mm, it's like when gr- get me a piece of that. Like, it's like when whatever. gross like middle aged people like look at someone who's pretty and go mm, or something. Yeah, because or when they call like they call the the freaking pool boy yummy. Yes, I hate that. Yes. He is the, it's the yummy pool boy of fish. Yes, it's a yummy pool Two boy. Two fish. Oh, wait. It's, it's, it's a fish's okay, fish. Okay, okay. Um, mm, I don't know how to make mom fish I'd like to, like to fuck into a thing. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> the mom, the mmph. The mmph. The mmph. The mmph. Okay, so. Yes. The whiff and poof. That's an acronym. So the whiff and poof is the pool yes. boy for rich, mm-hmm. hairy trout. A really, a really long-haired, yes, seen some stuff, uh, is thinking about divorcing her hairy trout husband who's never home. Yeah, but, but, but he brings a lot of money. He brings in a lot of money. And, and, and it's just, and it's just a real trashy, it's just real trashy romance novel where yeah. they're just constantly just doinking. As soon as, <laughs> as soon as Husband Fish swims off somewhere to go do what fish industry is in this, in this universe... <laughs> It's like ooh, whiff and poof, yes. Yeah. That's what the uh, that's what the Harry Trout wife sounds. Yeah, like. because she's from Sweden. <laughs> no, Iceland. Yes. She's from Iceland. She's from Iceland. Even yes, better. she's Icelandic. She's she's in, she's come to this country with the promise of of like gl- all the glories that the American Harry Trout can give, but she's in a really disappointing marriage, and suddenly she meets the whiff and poof, who looks delicious and smells like cheese. Yes. That's and her life changes dramas- drastically. Yeah, and it's it's really yeah. it's really just a real dirty movie the entire yes. time. 
It's just horribly <laughs> filthy. Horribly filthy. It's like but they're it's fish. like nymphomaniac without the undercurrent of sexism and Lars Van Trier being involved in it. Exactly. <laughs> Which Okay. I don't want to get on Lars Van Trier. <laughs> I watched No, it was Chelsea you did film. Not you. She's the she's the film one. Okay. Well I'm the science yeah. one. She's the one who knows all the film okay. reference. I do my best. Well there's I do my best okay, here. So I don't know if you ever heard of this film movie, but it's called Dogma ninety five. I do not I know of Dogma, but not Dogma ninety five. Well, it was this um set of rules where okay. uh, Lars Van Trier and another person basically put a set of rules um on how to make certain type of films. Okay. Most of them being horrible. But um but the one Lars Van Trier did, because he did the second film of the Alice mm-hmm. movement, was called The Idiots, where a bunch of adults basically re- pretended to be mentally retarded for the shits and giggles. It's one of the most hateful, shittiest movies I've ever seen. That doesn't sound like a pleasant film. Oh, no, it's not. It's not at all. But our film, st- uh, our film professor wanted us wanted us to know examples from Dogme 95 because it was an international film movement. Dang. And it was a real awful shitty movie that I hated. <laughs> well, now you can take those memories and replace them with fish banging. Yes, now I can. Yep. Nah. Mm-hmm. But um, You can expunge them from your brain, replace them with whatever we monstrosity we've just created yeah. here. And, and, so we already have, so the uh, ball fish. Oh, wait, both of them from the Puget Sound. Yeah. Okay, okay. This is, this is a gritty crime film called Puget okay. Sound. I'm down so far. Okay. I'm imagining film noir. Yeah, no, it's film noir. Mm-hmm. And you have the point of view character of a batfish that used to be a ballfish. Okay. Yes. Who's... Wait. Which one... Wait, which one's the... Which one's the... Uh, which one's, like, the female? Which one's the male? I feel like... Okay. So I feel like if we're going by anglerfish reproduction for if if no if you don't know is the male anglerfish is essentially just a sack of sperm yep. that bites onto the side of the female anglerfish and melts and into it melts into it that's what it is so I'm imagining that it's just kind of like the smacking motion of batfish to ballfish is how the magic happens yeah and, and just because and only because of uh, symbolism built into our minds. <laughs> I feel like the batfish would be the males. Yeah. 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 It's phallic enough. Yeah, it's phallic enough. Um, so, but um, someone killed her, its husband. Their. Their. Maybe. Their, I don't know. Their yes. husband. Their previous batfish got horribly murdered and caused them to become the batfish now. Yes. And, and they started up this PI business. And mm-hmm. it has to do with a local opium ring. And they just are now being submerged into the terrible, gritty world of opium pipe fish in the Puget Sound. Yes. Yeah. And this one is the opposite of the other one because there's barely any boinking in it. <laughs> there's barely any boinking. There is one really attractive ballfish curved in all the right places, but mostly there's just people shooting each other. Yes. There's fish with guns. Yeah, and they, they're femme fatale as a ballfish. Yes. Gotta be. Yeah. There's like a little, there's a subplot of romance, but mostly it's like a, it's like a vengeance story. 
Yes. It's like, yeah. uh, imagine, um, Sympathy for Misrevenge, and there was the other one, Lady Vengeance, and then there's Sympathy for- Sympathy for Lady Vengeance? No, no, it's Lady Vengeance. Okay. I'm thinking Lady Vengeance, but- But with fish. But with fish. In the Puget Sound. Yes, in the Puget Sound, yes. Ooh, there's some more I need to watch. I did not know he came out with, with another of them. We're coming out of this with a lot of new information. We learned about fish leather today. Yeah. Uh, we learned a lot of, of new movies that we got to go watch. Well, I still have not watched Thirst, which is supposedly a real, like, it's like a, it's like a uh, vampire story, but like, it, I, I know what it is. I just haven't watched it yet. Well, we'll put that on, we'll put that on your movie list. Yeah, I'll put it on my movie list. As soon as we get out of this crazy aquarium. As soon as we do. So. Yeah. Uh, we're trapped here, actually. Yeah, it's real unfortunate. Um, mm-hmm. So, I think we're done, honestly. Okay. So, I think we made two two pretty good different movies. Yeah. I feel like we got different genres for your moods, you know, when you're feeling for something a little light and steamy. Yeah. You go for the freshwater experience. And if you want to go for f- d- dark and gritty, you go for the for yeah. Puget Sound. The pure Puget Sound. <laughs> yes. So, um, so, uh, what you do? What, what's your plugs? What's, uh, what's my plugs? Yeah. What's my, what's my... What's your deal? What you do? Well, I, just like, for podcasting funsies? Yeah, or whatever. Well, I mean, generally, in, in non-cryptid lands, I'm doing some good old engineering work. Oh. Yeah. That's nice. And then yeah. you also do cults, cryptids, and conspiracies. I also do cults, cryptids, and conspiracies, yeah. yes. Yeah. Which actually, funnily enough, uh, in the most recent episode, I just talked about D.B. Cooper. Yeah. Um, who many people believe went down over the Puget Sound. Oh. So, so maybe D.B. Cooper's corpse is mm-hmm. part of the opium dim. Yeah, might be down there. You might in the in the Puget Sound film noir. Maybe you see DB Cooper's corpse. Yep, it has it <laughs> turns knows? out that bomb was fake. Bomb was fake the whole time. Yep, and there's in the money, in the money, like they actually the the whole entire economy is that's based off their fil- money. That's that is fueling <laughs> the Puget Sound fish economy. Is the DB Cooper money? Dang, oh, it's all even, coming together. Even better, even better. Oh man, that's all a, the pieces. That's a real tight economy, though. <laughs> It is. It's a very. That's why their. That's why their situation is so dire, and they're resulting in drug use and and just very bad social programs for fish children. Yep. It's a whole struggling. Yep. struggling that's why. Civilization. That's why we need to throw a social worker down there. Yeah, we need community outreach somehow. Somebody's got to teach them about child psychology. So, some someone. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. And there's no fish socialists like uh so. Social worker cryptid. So, <laughs> well, one a day there. One day there will one be. One day, we'll we'll start it. <laughs> yeah. Somebody somebody poured liquid social worker into a river. Well, uh, yeah. So next, uh, this is coming out in March because this is like okay. a bi-weekly. I mean, by fortnightly podcast. Fortnightly. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I guess the next next one will probably be with 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 chelsea probably if you can get her and she's not dying somehow then yes yes i imagine I, i'll try to i don't know like but like i'll maybe do the corpse horse 
corpse horse. Dang it. <laughs> she gets corpse horse. Maybe. She's not even going to be able to talk and she gets corpse horse. I'm set. I'm sure I'm sure you'll figure it out. I'll figure something out. I don't know. Yeah. Uh well, yeah, if you like if you like my voice, you can listen to me at least 3 times a week up to an hour uh, a week on Alphabet Flight where I talk about mm, talk about characters from the official handbook uh, official handbook of the Marvel universe character by character. Nice. Uh, Excellent. I think by the time this comes out, I should be at or right before or right after or in that ballpark of the 200 episodes. Ooh, yeah. Quite an achievement. It, it is. Um, I'm only on the, the fourth volume, and there's five more books. <laughs> Still got quite a... We're, you are nowhere close to the top of this hill. You gotta keep trucking here. Oh, well, I mean, I'm gonna keep on trucking. I, I have so much obscure Marvel knowledge now that it, it's just great. It's so wonderful for... It's so applicable to everyday life. It's so applicable to everyday life that I know who Dr. Demonicus is, who showed up in five issues of the Godzilla comic. Oh, man. (laughs) For Marvel. Five episodes. But you know what? I know him, and he's one of my favorite characters. You know him now. Here we are. (laughs) I can be annoying and pull that character out and be 100% right and be like, guess what? I know that you don't know. This, these wildly obscure Marvel characters that the creators of them have forgotten about. This is sound, this sounds like a good time. Yeah, so you can listen this to that. This thrice weekly experience. Yeah, you can listen to that, or you can look at my cat on Instagram at Marvelous Hell Mitch, yeah. Because guess what? He's, a, he's stupid cute, and you should look at him. I just posted, well, I mean, I post more pictures by then, but I just posted one of him looking real thick. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. You know? Gotta love kitties. Uh, you gotta, gotta love them, except for whenever he's laying on you and tries to bite your forehead for some reason. Except when he literally draws blood from you before you're about to record a podcast. I mean, it's whatever. It's character. I didn't even notice until I saw it, so. But um, he did literally draw blood, though. <laughs> yes. No, I saw it. <laughs> I was a little concerned, but I'm like, well, we're going to talk about fish now. Moving on. And um, besides that, uh, you know, maybe maybe stop throwing your opium overboard. Stop throwing stuff in the Puget Sound, guys. Stop dumping your liquid hair tonic into the rivers. Stop polluting. Please. Stop, stop polluting. Think of what you're doing to the fish cryptids. Either that or throw some helpful stuff down there. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just making them more powerful. Like, throw, throw some, like, sofas down there, you know? Make, yeah, like, a sofa fish. sofa fish? Sofa fish, I could get behind that. Yeah, maybe throw some hair tonic on that sofa so you can have, like, a nice, like, furry sofa. I'm gonna pitch something to you. Okay. I'm gonna pitch something to you. Shag carpet fish. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking a flounder. Yeah, or, like, a... Some, something to that effect, like a big, oh, big, sunfish. like a halibut. Sunfish. Sunfish. They're huge. Already stupid. Huge. Yeah. Just flatten it out. They're just flatten it out. It's like a bear rug, but it's a fish. It, yes. So, um, yeah, so throw some more useful things down the Puget <laughs> Sound. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>